0: Welcome to the After Hours Podcast, a place where music educators share ideas and work towards solutions to better serve their students, presented by Amro Music. This week, Nick Averwater talks with Scott Rush, author of the very popular Habits of a Successful Musician book series published by GIA. This conversation was part of Amro's After Hours webinar series and took place on August 18th, 2020. Scott, of course, a
1: lot of people now know you as this author that's written this really successful and quickly growing book series, but you've got a rich background as a music educator. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Well, I, um, I went to New England Conservatory of Music in Boston for my master's degree, and I studied with Frank Batiste and uh, uh, had a, a degree in horn performance, studied with Charles Cavalowski, who's the principal horn player that, of the... Boston Symphony. And uh, I was in the trenches as a band director for 22 years. Uh, Most of those years were at Wando High School. I was at Wando High School for 15 years in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Uh, The last six years, uh, my last six years, uh, I was director of fine and performing arts in a school district in South Carolina. And, um, you know, I've been writing for GIA since
1: 2006 it's fabulous. Now I have to brag on you a little bit while you were the director there of the high school program in Wando, it was not just a small casual program. I went and saw some videos and and you all had a tremendous amount of success during the time that you were there.
2: It it was 15 amazing years of my life. Um, You know, you know, we had the opportunity to, to, to really build a program, but it was just fantastic young people, and we had the opportunity to play at the Midwest Clinic in 2007, and uh, we went to Grand Nationals in marching band twice and and uh, made finals both times and averaged about 65 to 70 students in all-state band every year. Um, it was just uh, a lot of things that came together to make for a good thing. Great feeder programs, great principal, supportive parents um it was it was really uh just i loved every second of it
1: that's great and now making a big influence of course with these these books that we see and we're going to talk a little bit about that so there was this period of time i'm sure where you transitioned kind of from educator administrator to to author so tell me a little bit about how this book series came to be and for those that may not be utilizing it currently Let's start with your first book, which I believe you said was the high school book, and, and kind of take us through what that looked like.
2: Well, the, the very first book uh, that we did in the entire series was Habits of Successful uh, Band Director. Band Director, that's right. Thank and, you. and that particular book, um, Tim Lotzenheiser, he and I were actually, he was doing a student leadership workshop at Wando High School, And I picked him up at the airport and we were actually talking about student teachers because I had a student teacher and he was observing student teachers. And he said, you should write a book. Uh, And uh, just being Tim, I thought he was being nice and I didn't think anything more about it. And um, about six months later, I saw him again and he said, hey, where's the manuscript for that book? And I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, I'm serious. You should write this book. And so that's how the very first book came about. Um, Habits of Successful Band Director. And then as we went through this, we started writing method books. And the first method book that we wrote was Habits of Successful Musician. And we call that our high school book. Um, it's a blue book. And that actually evolved from work that we did at Wando High School. Um, all band directors had have, have those moments where at the beginning of the school year, they put things in their folders and, you know, they wanted to have corrals and they wanted to have all these, you know, rhythm curriculum and all these things. Well, we were using certain things at Wando and I thought, you know, why do I keep just creating these things? Let's create a method book that we can share with everybody. And so um, we created that book with the work we were doing at Wando. Um, The whole idea with really the whole series is everything's under one roof. You know, you have warm up curriculum, you have lip slurs, you have corrals, You have two sections of sight reading. Um, You have just several things all under one roof. And then uh, after we had some success with that book, we wrote a book called Habits of Successful Middle School Musician. Um, There are over 3,000 programs using both of those books, the the blue book over 3,000 and the yellow book over 3,000 programs using those books and their programs. And the middle school book was patterned after work that Jeff Scott, who's one of our feeders, was one of our feeders at Wando, that he did with his middle school. Um, and Jeff is also one of the writers of our newest book, which is Habits of Successful Beginner Band Musician." So we're really, really excited about uh, the series. Um, and you know, one of the great things about how it ended up working out is we wrote the series in reverse. So with this beginner band method book, we always knew where we were uh, prepping towards, you know, so, um, so there's 13 books in the series. Now, some of them are our method books and some of them are what we call how to books for
1: teachers. That's great. And it spans outside of just the band. Do I understand that correctly? We've got something for string and orchestra yeah. as well. Yeah.
2: So we have Strings and Choir. Um, our lead writer for Strings is Chris Selby. Um, he is a fantastic teacher. Uh, he and I wrote several books together. Uh, and then our uh, lead teacher for choral is Eric Wilkinson, uh, who's also just an amazing high school uh, chorus teacher. So
1: That's great. That's great. So what, what really differentiates uh, this book and how it presents the materials differently from some of the other books that might be available for middle school or high school teachers?
2: When we first started, um, Jeff and I really got together. He did about three pages of notes and I did about three pages of notes and then we compared uh, our notes and some of the things, you know, we said the same things. Uh, but there were certain things that we knew that we wanted to put in this book and some things were things that weren't being done in other books or that we decided that we wanted to do them a little bit differently than mm-hmm. other method books so I'll go through s- several things uh, that make this book somewhat unique or or we've done it a little bit differently. The first thing is we have teacher tips for every exercise so down at the bottom of the of the exercise uh, in the conductor's edition we have teacher tips and we really tried to get in there and give teachers some good nuts and bolts teaching strategies Um, and Jeff was responsible for that along with you know he has 32 years experience as a middle school band director Marguerite Wilder has 28 years of experience as a middle school band director Kevin Boyle is on our team he has 15 years as a middle school band director and we had fantastic field testers that field tested the books and we you know we just took in teacher tips um, you know through that throughout the process and we put them down at the bottom of the page. Uh, another thing we did and I'll kind of jump around here a little bit because they're just various things. Another thing we did was when Jeff and I did that original document we said you know middle school kids they kind of learn to play in B flat and they don't leave the key of B flat you know the way they need to and so we decided that when we introduced the B-flat pentascale, the first five notes, that we would shortly follow that with doing the C pentascale. Um, we were really trying to address a need um, so that they wouldn't, what I call, they wouldn't be in the B-flat, E-flat, A-flat club. Um, you know, we, we had a, kind of a running joke that, you know, trombone players don't know what second and fifth position is because they, they've just never used it before.
1: So, yeah, that was me. Yeah. The guilty yeah. is charged. Yeah.
2: So, you know, so the way we just prep that um, really teaches kids how to read key signatures uh, and how to read accidentals and things like that. Um, we also have a system and we can talk about this part later if you want, but a system for how you spend the first weeks of school before you even play the instrument. Um, so we have that uh, in there. We also have solfege instruction and the solfege instruction um, We have some at the beginning of the book, I can show that to you later, but it's also built into the teacher tips throughout the book and the teachers can use it how they want to. In other words, some teachers may go, you know, I really don't want to teach Solfege. That's fine. Uh, It's not overbearing in this book, but if you want to, we give you some little reminders along the way. Um, We also, um, if there's a first time challenge in the book, like I'll give you an example of one, let's say that, Uh, it's an accidental coming back in the measure and so let's say you know beat one has an F sharp and then beat four it comes back in the measure we put a green shaded box around any first-time challenges in the book Uh, we don't tell the students what that challenge is but they know if it's a green shaded box that they better be looking out for something and uh, we don't keep repeating that over and over in the book but it was important to us to just point those out to students Um, another thing that we have that we have in all of our habits books and there's a story behind it and I won't give you the long version of the story but the short version of the story is that we found that when we wrote rhythms like a rhythm chart followed by the same rhythm and pitches that that's where the epiphany moment happened and so we have those all throughout the book we also have um, left and right indicators for like clarinets and bass clarinets uh, you know which side of the instrument to, 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 you know those those pinkies can get uh, interesting sometimes. Uh, so we have some indicators for that. We have um, a, a game and something called the inharmonic ladder because uh, we, te- we think it's really important uh, early to teach students what inharmonic notes are and you know what, how to use them. Um, we have lots of supplemental materials on our Habits Universal, which I think we're gonna look at a little bit later. Uh, we've addressed for Oboe, the F Dilemma, so I can tell you as a, as a teacher, you know, my, I had, I taught middle school for three years and my uh, biggest challenges were Oboe and bassoon. And so for Oboe, we put in, um, the left, right and forked Fs and we've, we labeled each one of them. So the, the student not only knows, but we put it in the teacher tips for when you, when do you use the, you know, left, right or forked F, which, you know, which one's the right one to use. Um, we've also have, you know, alternate fingerings in the book that when they, when they use it chromatically, we have a V in the book that shows a kind of a chromatic fingering indicator. Uh, you know, I told you bassoon was a challenge for me. We have, uh, markings for flicking on bassoon, you know, the, the top a and then B flat B C and D. Um, The proper way to play those notes on bassoon is flicking. So we do a little explanation for what that means. And we have a little green shaded thing on the C key to note for them to know how to do that. And the the other thing we have that's a little bit unique that I like is we start clarinets on exercise, after exercise 27 in the book, we start them on clarinets only pages. And from exercise 27 to exercise 73 in the book, the clarinets work kind of independently on their own and the teacher can do it in front of a full class. Um, During COVID-19, they could do it with just the clarinets Uh, or they could do it with full band if they wanted to, because we have the full band accompaniment on Habits Universal. And so, because we believe that clarinets need a long time to learn how to get, go over the break. Uh, So those are just some things that we have in the book that, Um, are kind of unique to the book. And then there's some,
1: you know, kind of typical things that you would see as well. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, I mean, you all listed all of the challenges almost by instrument Mm -hmm. across the, the classroom and figured out a way to address them as early as possible so that you can form those good habits early, which... I recognize kind of uh, is in the name there habits of a successful musician, but you all did your absolute best to address them head on whether rather than just kind of deferring until high school band or advanced band or whatever it is. And you just went ahead and tackled them.
2: Yeah. And and, you know, sometimes when people hear that they think, Oh, that's kind of advanced, but you you have to keep in mind that not only, uh, do we try to duplicate what Jeff does, uh, his middle school is Cario Middle School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, but uh, our field testers and mm-hmm. you know we just made a conscious decision you know for instance when we teach trumpets D we're gonna teach them to kick out and so there are just certain things that you know we put in the book that we've been teaching and our team has been teaching for years and years and years and years that we know work um, so yeah That's great. We we just jumped in there and tackled them. And the other part of it is that, you know, we, it's not just technique and skill, but it's
1: artistry and musicianship as well. Yeah, absolutely. So are, are these meant to be chronological starting with the beginning band book or some of them methods and some of them supplemental or how, how does a teacher utilize these in the classroom as a series?
2: Yeah. So, so the beginner book, um, I have two thoughts on that. I was trying to decide which one way direction I want to go. So um, the beginner book, you know, is a true beginner band method book. It introduces, you know, uh, notes and has fingering charts in the back. uh, And we've got tons of supplemental stuff that, you know, you and I can look at in just a minute. Um, But one of the things that's unique to the entire series uh, is something that that we teach in our how-to books called the components of playing. So the components of playing are things like timing, tuning, tone, technique, balance, blend, articulation, dynamics, phrasing, uh, musicianship, accuracy, clarity, precision, uh, just things that we're responsible for teaching. And those things kind of permeate uh, our series. And we feel like that teachers, you know, it's one thing, I do something with teachers called the teaching inventory database. And the teaching room for a database are basically two columns on like an Excel spreadsheet and the left column is what to teach. So it could be those things that I just mentioned. And then the the right hand column is how to teach it. And so teachers have to have teaching strategies, but our job is also to give them a resource to to allow them to utilize those teaching strategies. And so what we've done in these method books is we've given them a lot of resources um, starting with those teacher tips. To say you know we want your students to have an epiphany moment every single day and uh, in addition to the teacher tips we have a purpose statement at the bottom of every exercise that says this is why this exercise was put in the book and these are the things that you should be working on Um, i have a little um, i don't know theory i guess that i say to uh, teachers that i work with and it's if somebody kidnaps a student out of your class and takes them out in the hall and says, you know, what did you learn in band today? The students should be able to go boom, boom, boom. Uh, these are the things we learned in band today. Well, you know, sometimes as teachers, we just get caught in, you know, the, the routine, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, what this book does is it gives teachers tools and it puts tools in their toolbox so that students can easily answer, this is what we learned in BAM today.
1: Yeah, that's great. And and I'm sure for for a young educator, what valuable insight to be able to connect those dots for their, to have that teed up to connect those dots for their students. Yeah, absolutely. Really powerful. Young teachers and veteran teachers. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. So let's talk a little bit about the online component ton of conversation right now about hybrid learning online and let's just kick us off what are some of the online resources that are available with this book and series
2: all right well, let, let me actually share my screen and I can actually probably do that easier answer that question so if the people who are with us after we finish the podcast if you want to go to com, this is what it looks like and um I'll take you through some of the things here. Um, I'll tell you we'll start with videos. So um, there are two things on videos here. There's one that says uh, video exercises and on this, and I'll just click on it so you can see how it works. When a student purchases the book, uh, Habits of a Successful Beginner Band Musician, there's an access code And they'll put the access code after they click on here, they'll put the access code in and they will have um, access to every exercise in the book played by a coach on video. And I can show you kind of what that looks like. Um, And we'll, we'll look at that in just a minute. Um, The other part of this is we have startup clinics for each instrument. And what I mean by startup clinics is, you know, somebody introduces, uh, their instrument and then they literally start with how to put the instrument together, how to make the first sounds, how to tongue on the instrument, all those things. So like I'll give you an example we can look at this and Nick let me know if the if there's an issue with hearing the sound if, if it is I can go back and click on that box. Okay. But this is the introduction for the euphonium clinic. <laughs>
3: Hi, my name is Dr. Irving Ray and I will be your euphonium coach for Habits for a Successful Beginner Band Musician. For starters, you've chosen the most beautiful sounding instrument out of all the woodwind and brass instruments. As proof, if you translate the word euphonium from Greek to English, that's the definition you find, beautiful sounding. And I personally love to play the euphonium for that exact reason. Every time I play for someone who's never heard what a euphonium sounds like, the reaction I always get is, wow, what a gorgeous tone.
2: So all your euphonium players after the first year will sound just like Irving Ray <laughs> in the United States Army Band Pershing Zone. They'll all sound just like that after one year of instruction. So <laughs> the um, the other videos, like I said, uh, are are just on literally starting with this is how you put the instrument together, and they can students can not only keep going back to those videos to learn you know how do I tongue with my instrument uh, or instrument care and maintenance. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But the other thing is, you know, they always, anytime they're working on an exercise, they can go click under exercises and watch the teacher, um, you know, play that. Uh, The other thing we have are accompaniment tracks. So um, I'll tell you what, let me, I'm gonna show you how this works. So they have access to the teacher's video. All right, this will give you a little explanation of the accompaniment tracks and how it works.
3: Here's a coach's video, which is an example of a traditional song introduced in the book. Here's the same exercise with the spectacular background accompaniment. If students are at the beginning of the learning process and are only playing one note, they can have fun performing with the background accompaniment.
2: Every student should take a bow after that one, by the way.
3: In addition to individual mallet and battery videos for percussion, there are several videos that show examples of multi-percussion performance. Effort throughout the book to provide some of the best known classical melodies so that students can be exposed to wonderful literature from the start. We have songs that tug at your heart and teach expression, artistry, and musicianship.
2: Show you where we are here. So, in addition, um, so all the the background accompaniments are here. We have tons of resources. um, And we'll talk about this in a little bit too, but the first 24 pages of the Conductor's Edition uh, is just a lot of instruction that you can do prior to um, starting with them on instruments. And so we have all these supplemental pages, including rhythm charts. So there are 20 supplemental rhythm charts that you can pace however you want to. This will just give you an example of what a rhythm chart would look like. You can do them left to right. You can do them top to bottom. You know, you can do them however you want to do that. Um, there are um, some visual things here that are in the first 24 pages that you can use, like if you wanted to use it online or use it on your interactive board. Um, well, I can just show you this. You have to download it, but I can still open it for you. Um, just a graphic, it looks like this. So all the graphics that are in the first 24 pages, uh, you can actually access online. Um, let's see. We have drones available. So, if you want to do, use drones with your students um, at the beginning of class or whatever, uh, they're here that you can use. Some people might say, you know, I can't afford a Yamaha Harmony keyboard, you know, Yamaha Harmony director right now. So, there's a solution for you. Uh, we have additional supplemental um, clarinet going over the register, going over the break exercises. Uh, and those are there. Um, We have a diagram of the first five notes for each instrument that you can use at the beginning. This could also be used with um, online learning where we just show the first five notes and there's the solfege there. We have that for every instrument. Let's see. Um, We have supplemental solfege exercises uh, that looks like this. Um, You would need to use these after you use the ones at the beginning of the book. These are supplemental exercises. And then we also give you some songs out of the book that if you want to teach the songs to your students and teach them to use solfege, we give you some introductory ones. And we're going to be adding some to this list as we go. So if they want to sing solfege, that's there. And all this is free. Um, We have Masters the Alphabet Game. Um, You should try this with your students. Um, They have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, G, F, E, D, C, B, A, and then go to B, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, and go back the other direction. It's a fun game to play with the students. Uh, And then we have identifying common uh, hand position and posture problems in beginners. And there's a whole list, every instrument, you know, all the way down to percussion that we have there. And... um, Then we have some other things. They're gonna be, right here, there's gonna be duets, uh, 15 duets that will be put in there. The other thing I wanna mention, um, and we could jump ahead to the actually online format if you want, but right up here where it says Habits Universal Interactive, this is not quite ready to go. Matter of fact, it should be ready to go tomorrow. Uh, But this is powered by Music First. Right now, if you just click on it, it takes you to Music First, but it's gonna look different tomorrow. Um, and the online piece um, is really pretty cool. It's video in video. Um, I say it's like, it's like um, Sight Reading Factory Mary's Flipgrid. Uh, it's video in video. Um, teachers can uh, assign, make assignments for the method book, one click to make an assignment for the whole class. Uh, the, te- the student goes in and make a video of themselves playing. The background accompaniments are there if they want to see them. Um, The audio are the the coaches, the teachers, that they click on their instrument, they can hear the audio of the teacher just like we saw in the video just a second ago. And um, then they can send the video um, to the teacher and they get feedback immediately on right notes, rhythms and duration and timing. And they get a grade that pops up on the screen. When they get that grade, the teacher literally goes into the back end grade book and the teacher literally can hit export and then import in whatever their program is. The program could be Canvas. It could be Schoology. It could be PowerSchool. It could be Edmodo. Doesn't matter. Two clicks and it automatically goes directly into the gradebook. It will save teachers tons of time. Uh, so that that piece is we call that Habits Universal Interactive. And that's the um, and it's got a few more bells and whistles too, but it would literally take us an hour to go through the whole platform. We're actually, we're going to put together, probably we're going to probably start tomorrow. We're going to put together a tutorial uh, that we'll release so that teachers can see how the Habits uh, Universal Interactive works. And they can go to habitsuniversal.com as soon as that gets up. And like I said, I think it'll, it'll pop up tomorrow. We, we did some beta testing today and we had a little Glitch about that one click for the assignment for the teacher and so we were like we need to get that worked out so we're in the morning we're going to do some more beta testing on it to make sure that it works it's supposed to be fixed overnight and uh, then we should be ready to launch that piece um, so that's that's habits online universal interactive
0: you're listening to the after hours podcast from august 18th 2020 presented by amro music when you purchase your classroom supplies, books, and accessories from AMRO, you're joining over 500 schools in seven states who partner with us to bring the joy of music to thousands of young musicians. And you're also supporting this podcast. Our director's services department can help you have your best year yet. Just email Seth at AMROMUSIC.com or Alan at AMROMUSIC.com. Now back to Nick Averwater and his conversation with Scott Rush author of the Habits of a Successful Musician book series.
1: Well, in addition to the interactive, do you have any thoughts or suggestions on how to um, position or best utilize this book for those that might be in a strictly online format?
2: Yeah, so there are a couple of things. So let me actually share my screen again. So we were talking about the first 24 pages and the first 24 pages of the book, uh, of the conductor's edition I'm talking about, have um, rhythm vocabulary that starts very basic. And I really wish that we had time for me to take you through this blow by blow, uh, because I here again, I can take about an hour and a half to go through this, but I'll just give you a, a quick overview. So we have rhythm vocabulary. And um, when Jeff starts his instruction, at Caryo Middle School, every year, um, he starts with rhythm vocabulary. I mean, on day one, and there's you know whole system that he uses. Uh, in this book, we don't promote a particular counting system. We just say the teacher needs to be passionate about whatever their counting system is. So we have rhythm vocabulary, and what you do is you do a line or two, depending on what it says. And then you jump to the supplemental rhythm chart on habitsuniversal.com. And so there's a, you could literally, you could take three weeks to do this, or you could take 18 weeks to do this. Uh, Depends on how you want to pace it. But there's the rhythm vocabulary. And then we give some depth and then there's some sulfates. And remember I said that you need to do the 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 basic soulfish first before you jump into the supplemental soulfish which is on habits universal um, one of the great things about habits universal is we'll keep putting things up there that teachers need so it, it's one of the, it's a living breathing kind of resource uh, we'll keep adding things in there but we literally take them through the first days of instruction and we go through various sequences. So sequence one will give you a rhythm vocabulary. It'll explain some things. As I showed you earlier, we have these graphics on Habits Universal that you can use online with students. Um, Then we also give you um, a solfege example for sequence one and what they need to do and how they need to do it. Then we go to sequence number two and they do the rhythm chart. Then they, they do the supplemental rhythm charts then they go the solfege and then they do sequence three and as they go through this there are various things that we cover um there are various definitions that we cover we teach them what ties mean pretty early in this process uh, remember they haven't played their instruments yet these are just all things prior to playing the instruments then there's some um some other little things that we do where like i said it says here Uh, As you move into sequence seven, there are two things that you may like to do. Um, Since students just learned how to to tie a half note and a quarter note together, you may choose to go ahead and teach the dotted half note. And we also give them um, an assignment if they want to use it to do index cards with their students, where they, they do index cards and they write the note on the front of the note card. And you can take those up or you can have them submit them to you. Um, there's all kinds of ways they can do that, and then uh, later you'll have them write the fingerings on the back. And remember, we gave you those charts in Habits Universal for the first five notes, so you use that in conjunction with this. We also give them some give some other little basic theory kind of examples to do. We tie in that Masters of the Alphabet game that you saw earlier. Anyway, and then in sequence eight, we actually start teaching them what time signatures are. So all this to say, like I said, I could I could spend a lot of time on this. All this to say that there's a, a sequence of how we do it. And then we put them on what we call their small instruments. Their small instruments would be like the flute head joint, uh, brasses on their mouthpieces, you know, the mouthpiece in the barrel, or the mouthpiece in the neck, depending on, on the instrument. And we take them through uh, various, important things that they need to know on their instrument. And then uh, we teach them about tonguing. So the the whole curriculum is here, and the curriculum is aligned with the startup clinics as well on Habits Universal. So all this can be done online, every bit of this. Uh, And then we give some some teacher tips here for French forms, some things about oboes, you know, we talk about that F dilemma, and we're telling the teacher when to use the fort left and right, but for the students, it's marked in the book. And we give some breathing exercise. Anyway, the first 24 pages are valuable to the book, and um, it literally, you could literally take that, and it's uh, embedded in the online piece already, and it really could be instruction for them. Um, the other thing is when you think about like, you know, what mindset should teachers have during this COVID-19 time? You know, first of all, this is perfect for a flipped model of instruction where you can do pre-recorded lessons and we give you the resources to use for pre-recorded lessons. Um, we have some of our teachers who are um, they're literally making assignments with the students and they are doing videos at night, and having the students watch the videos at night, and have the students practice along with the teacher on their primary instrument. And then when they get online the next day, they have the students mute themselves, but they still have them play. Um, and then they call them individual students, mm-hmm. you know, because they should have practiced the night before. So flipped model is really great for that. Um, I'm going to. Um, Remind me, Nick, to go back at the very end and talk about that pathway to success thing. Okay, um, it just popped into my head. So no, I'm okay, do um, but the other thing is um, using the section model uh, or the private lesson model. This is perfect, especially when the students have the ability to watch those videos that are on Habits Universal uh, and keep and they can keep going back and, and reviewing them. And even the basics, like you know. How do I put the instrument together? How do I tone on the instrument? They can keep watching those videos so you can reinforce those things uh, on Habits Universal. Uh, if you don't wanna do Habits Universal, um, there are teachers who are using Flipgrid. Now the, the negative of Flipgrid, you know, the positive of Flipgrid is that they can use video. The negative is the teacher has to then sit and listen to all the videos and use the rubric and. Uh, so it, it takes a lot more time with Flipgrid. Where Habits Universal Interactive, uh, it's it's just like that. The students get the feedback. The uh, grade goes in the grade book, and it's really cool. The other thing I would just simply say is, this is the time where we literally can teach students to conduct um, basic music theory things that's, and some things that we have built into this, and other things that we're going to keep adding in. Um, Zoom master classes where you get uh, outside people to come in you know maybe your local symphony player to come in and do a master class for the students um, especially if you've got them divided up into sections Um, it's to me it's really cool that we're in this environment where we really could do some things that before we used to say no we never had time to do that Uh, but it's really cool that we have the opportunity to kind of think outside of the box Um, i think you know, we have the opportunity to explore some things in different ways that really could be awesome. Um, and I was gonna jump back to that pathway to success thing. So, yeah, one of the things that I think, you know, we're in the music business and the people business, and it's really important that we connect with our students right now. So, there, there are two things that I would say, and it depends on what level you teach in terms of the direction that I'm going with this. Um, when I was at Wando High School, Uh, We had a 97% retention rate for for 10 years and over a 97% retention rate. And one of the reasons I believe, you know, we had great music making happening, but we also did something called freshman interviews. And I would bring every freshman or person who was new to the program uh, into my office, 15 minute interview on Wednesday afternoons. And I would always start the interview by saying, if we're gonna spend four years together, I really wanna get to know you. And I would ask them questions like, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Uh, who's your favorite musical artist? What's the best vacation you've ever taken with your family? I'd do all about me assignments with them. I would you know, ask them to fill those out and they would take them back, back up. And um, so in COVID-19, I think one of the things that's really happened is we've lost connection with our tribe. Matter of fact, my son's in the 10th grade and he's in band. He literally said about a month ago, I missed the tribe. It's the way you described it, it's kind of interesting. Um, so in addition to that, um, Tim Lotzenheiser and I wrote a book together back in, it was released back in December, it's called Pathway to Success. And um, we had some directors who used Pathway to Success during COVID-19 and they really found that it really helped them connect with their students. So Tim and I decided that we're going to um, do a 12-week course that is is—it's um, part of it's for teachers and part of it's for students. So the student part is we're creating 12 videos that are on things like communication, attitude, honesty, integrity, trust, emotional health, cooperation, uh, building relationships, creating a moonshot, that just, you know, things that that are tangible that we can say that we're investing in young people. And uh, we think it's really important. And then in addition to that, in addition to like giving you content to use with your students, we're also gonna meet on Sunday evenings and do a Zoom meeting of just the teachers. And we're really gonna have discussions on like, you know, how's it going? What do we need to do to keep watering the plant? What can we do to help you reconnect with your students even more? Um, So we wanna build a community um, <laughs> a pathway to Success Community and we also want to give some res- free resources to teachers uh, we're going to also send out some questions with those videos so if you want to pose the questions with your students kind of as a discussion but you know the teacher can use the video however they want to um, the one of the the teachers um, Nick I think I was telling you about this he did a um, uh, a meeting a zoom meeting with his students every Tuesday and Thursday, and he recorded it and sent, and sent it back to me and uh, on one of the uh, lessons, one of the trombone players said to him, he said, "Man, this is great stuff. You should do a blog or something." Mm-hmm. And we kind of laughed about that, and when the whole thing was over, um, I asked the band director. I said, "You know what did you learn through this process?" And he said, uh, I learned that uh, I could be vulnerable with my students." They could see me for who I really was. Uh, I could communicate with them that I really cared about them, but I could tangibly say, these are the things uh, that we worked on. He said, I realized the process that I was kind of consumed with shorter, longer, louder, softer, in tune, out of tune, uh, you know, getting ready for my next performance. And this was really a way for me to say, you know, we're working on these people skills because I want to make an investment in you because I want you to be the best you can, the best you that you can be. And he found that to be just amazing, the, the process to be amazing. Um, he felt like it was in many ways the first time that he truly connected. So
1: I think during this COVID-19 time that that's, that's really important. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, one of the things I'm just so impressed with is is how much content – in curriculum you have available that doesn't involve a student having an instrument in their hands. Mm-hmm. Cause I, you know, we're obviously working with a lot of beginning uh, teachers and middle school directors. And some of them are taking the stance of, Hey, let me, let me start with instruments in October. Let's kind of let the dust settle, see how everything goes, but you've got a great deal of content for them to continue working on the musician, even though they don't have the instrument in their hands. And I think that's a great, great thing it's not lost time they can continue to progress just with a different track
2: absolutely and I, and I will tell you that um you know jeff and i are having discussions about how they're starting at his school and you know he's he's like you know from the rhythm vocabulary standpoint he said my students are going to be counting like you know like themes by january because you know we're going to be working on on rhythm vocabulary we're going to have them singing we're going to be you know just you know, all the, all the different resources that we have available as well. So I appreciate you saying that because I do think that that is absolutely true.
1: Yeah, that's great. So, uh, Scott, we just have about 10 more minutes and I just, I want to trade gears a little bit uh, or change gears a little bit because I mean, you're such an accomplished educator. You've been doing this a long time. And of course you don't necessarily have a a school address this upcoming year, but I know you're staying really in touch with everything that's going on. So, Mm -hmm. Assuming that you were going to be teaching this year back at Wando High School, how would you be approaching this school year with your students and as an educator?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think some of those things that we just talked about in, in COVID-19, uh, you know, like the flip model and the, the pathway to success and the, the um, you know, pre-recorded lessons and, uh, you know, bringing in all those, those people that you normally wouldn't bring in. Uh, I really think that that's that's kind of the mindset. I will tell you this too to kind of jump back to something that we talked about earlier you know I I said that the series is based on the components of playing you know that whole timing, tuning, tone technique, balance, blend. Uh, In the beginner book we really zeroed in on those first six uh, which were the four T's timing, tuning, tone, technique and then balance and blend Um, and we, we give the teachers the resources uh, through the, um, uh, the teacher tips that we have on each exercise uh, to show them how to zero in on those things. And that includes uh, the concepts prior to playing the instrument or at least playing the full instrument itself. Uh, and all that's in, that, in the conductor's edition in those first 24 pages that we looked at. So I really think that um, all those strategies that we just talked about are things that teachers can use. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see because some people are, are, a few people are doing face-to-face. Most people are doing a hybrid model where they go to school, you know, a couple of days and they're at home. Maybe they go to school two days and they're at home three days. You know how that's going to look like. I think we're truly going to treasure those times when we actually just have students in front of us and we're making music, whether it's, you know, part of the students or all the students, I think uh, we're going to treasure that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up, uh, Scott, do you have any just closing thoughts or advice you'd like to offer for our listeners right now?
2: Um, well, let me say this first. If people would like to reach me, um, they can contact me uh, at my email address is srush0, the number zero, at yahoo.com, or they can go to habitsuccess.com. And by the way, com down at the bottom of the page, has even additional teacher resources uh, that they can just use for free. Um, they can also go to habitsuniversal.com and go to, to contact us on that tab and they can contact me that way as well. So if they have any questions about anything that we've talked about today, um, feel, free, feel free to reach out. Um, and I really believe that we're going to have um, a renaissance of sorts uh, when we kind of all get back together. Um, I think it's gonna, this whole COVID-19 thing, I think it's gonna bring us closer together. I think it's gonna make us stronger um, I think that the pandemic will cause us to have a, a profound appreciation for each other and the collaborative process of, of music making. And, and just, you know, not only the collaborative process of music making, but the depth of music making because we get to do it together. Um, and it's my hope this beginner band method, you know, will serve as a, as a, a resource uh, that will help teachers, you know, be, more effective in building better young musicians and, and in simple terms, you know,
1: building better bands. Uh, that's great. Now, Scott, one more time, just for anybody that didn't have a pen and that's very gracious of you to share your contact information. Can you share your email address just one more time? Sure. It's
2: S, S as in Scott, S Rush Zero, the number zero at yahoo.com or they can reach me through HabitsSuccess.com or HabitsUniversal.com.
1: That's great. And for our podcast listeners, uh, we will be sure to put all of this, if you're driving or something, we will put this on our website, amromusic.com backslash after hours. So we'll be sure to link to Scott's email address there. So anybody looking for it at a later date will be able to find it. So, well, Scott, listen, I really appreciate so much of your, a little bit of your time today. Um, So much, everything that you've shared with us. I think I think this is a wonderful book, a wonderful series that that you and your team have created, and um, we're having a hard time keeping it in stock at Amro. I mean, we just see educators really embracing it and utilizing it. Uh, in fact, I, I want to give a a special shout out. Um, Last week, we had Terry Green, who's the middle school band director at Olive Branch Middle School, and we were given a little snippet of this week, and she held the book up and was waving around on the webinar. She had just gotten the brand new beginner band book, and she was just so excited to be utilizing it in her classroom. So she's joining us tonight. So Terry, hello. Thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for sharing that excitement last week.
2: That's awesome. That's totally
1: So uh, so again, for everyone joining us, uh, we're so glad that you were uh, able to come and participate. Scott, thank you so much. Bravo for everything that you're doing. We really appreciate it. Again, everything we've talked about, we're going to link to the website. We're going to put Scott's email address at amromusic.com backslash after hours. So if you're listening on a podcast or you're listening after this has been recorded, you can find everything that we've talked about tonight on our website. So as a quick reminder, we're going to take a little break, a little hiatus from after hours, and we'll fire it back up in October. We look forward to having you join us then. So in the meantime, Scott, thank you so much. Everybody, please stay safe. Wash your hands, wear a mask. And we look forward to seeing you in October for After Hours Conversations for Music Educators. Good night, everyone.
0: Amro Music's After Hours webinar series and podcast feature conversations with music educators who are finding innovative ways to teach their students. You can hear and see more conversations at amromusic.com slash afterhours.
1: Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, here are two easy and fast ways you can support the After Hours show. First, your five-star review means a lot as it helps to boost us in the podcast rankings so that other music educators just like you can find us. Second, if you thought of someone that would enjoy this week's content and episode, hey, please share it with them so that they too can be a part of the After Hours community. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.